touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter from Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. The Wednesday crossover edition. Super excited about our guest today. And this podcast is brought to you by Tom's Urban, downtown LA. I've mentioned it a few times. We're going to talk about it a little bit later in the show. But guys, join me this Sunday for a live watch party. Great deals and more. Check out tomsurban.com backslash locked on for more information. But today we've got Matt from Locked On Lions. Super excited about that. We get to have a chat with him. He's a little bumming right now about his team. A lot of injuries, not a lot of wide receivers. Matt Stafford not playing his best ball. We're going to talk about all that and more with him as the 10 and 1, no complaint form necessary Rams come into town looking to clinch the division. Guys, don't forget to go give us a follow at Locked On Rams, at LA underscore Rambling Bear, Twitter, Facebook. Instagram, all the social medias. Give us a follow, and while you're at it, go subscribe. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, any place you can find podcast streaming. We are there. Hit the subscribe button. Share with a buddy. If you're new, welcome. This is Lockdown Rams, five days a week of Rams news, information updates, your team, every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Well, guys, we got a great show for you today. I'm just going to jump right into my conversation with Matt. I hope you enjoy it. We'll be back tomorrow with Vinny Bonsignor on our Thursday edition. But with that said, you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time, peace. Here's my conversation with Matt. Our Locked on Lions, Locked on Rams. It's the Wednesday crossover brought to you by our friends at my bookie, Matt Derry, with you in Detroit, Bear Motter in L.A., Boy, the Rams are playing some pretty good football. The Lions are not. Bear, good to talk to you, brother. Hey, man, I love these crossovers. Excited for this game. We were sitting stagnant last week on the bye, so we're all excited to come out to Detroit. We have an opportunity to clinch the NFC West. So a uh, very big game for us, even though the records, when you look at it, maybe the game really doesn't show as you know, a primetime game or whatnot. But a lot on stake for both teams. Obviously, you guys are kind of on a – a schneid here and are trying to get off that and a big win against the Rams would be huge but uh both playing for something this Sunday which is always fun Barry you're a lot more positive about the Lions <laughs> than I, I don't I don't see them playing for much I I will say this it is exciting when look anytime you play a home game at Ford Field it is it is a special place the Lions fans are unbelievable they're going to turn out again Sunday no matter how poorly this team is playing losers of four or five and Losing Marvin Jones, probably not going to have carry on Johnson. Golden Tate's gone yet. The Rams are really special, and you know to see Goff come in and, and Gurley and, and Sue is back and and Aaron Donald. I mean, it's got to be fun to cover a team like this. Yeah, you know, I wanted to butter you up a little bit to, to open the, the show <laughs> a little bit. Want to make you feel a little bit better. I'll let you say the negative stuff and then just come agree with you. Uh, but you're right. You know, it, it is tough for the Lions. There was a point where you guys won a couple games in a row and. We're in the mix, but yeah, four of the last five, as you mentioned, it's a, it's a tough slide there, and, and there's a lot of question marks on your team, and I think that's going to be fun to talk about a little bit later on the podcast about what does the future hold for a lot of those players, including Matt Stafford and some of the coaches there, but yeah, we got, I mean, we're so excited. It's been unbelievable to cover this team, and uh, coming from, I was doing a podcast before I joined the Lockdown Network, and you know, I covered the Jeff Fisher days, and you know, it's it's 
it's refreshing, to say the least, to be able to cover a team that has 10 wins and one loss at this point. I mean, it went from our old podcasts were all, you know, hating on Jeff Fisher and how are we so bad to, you know, oh my gosh, I love Sean McVay and how are we so good? It's like there was no middle ground. We just kind of jumped from one page to the next. It's been super exciting. And I'm glad you brought up Sue coming back home. I kind of forgot about that. You know, most recently he was down in Miami, but you know, Detroit is, is where he was drafted and coming back home. So we've seen a lot of those uh, return to home games this year as far as Rams players. Unfortunately, Tlaib was not able to play in his going to Denver, but Marcus Peters had an interception in his game versus Kansas City. So hopefully Sue will be able to produce for us and you know give that crowd a show whether uh, they like it or not. Locked on Lions, locked on Rams crossover on a Wednesday. Bear Mata, L.A., Matt Derry here in Detroit. You know, when you talk about where the Lions are right now, it, it's, it, it is kind of sad because, like I said, it's a great fan base. They still sell out Ford Field. It's been a team that's won one playoff game in 60 years. And the fans, I think, coming into this season, while they weren't uh, all that high on the team and didn't think in anything, uh, you know, 10, 11, 12 wins, anything like that, I think they felt like with Bob Quinn in year three and Matt Patricia, the new head coach in year one, that we'd see a different brand of football. We'd see an improved defense. You'd see Matthew Stafford maybe take that next step. You'd see the improved running game each and every week with a guy like Carrion Johnson and you add LeGarrette Blunt to the mix. And the offensive line is finally built, rebuilt, with free agent pickups, uh, uh, draft picks, including a first-rounder this year in Frank Ragnow, who plays left guard. And, you know, Barrett's just been kind of crazy here in Detroit because any time this team you felt was taking that next step, and they've had some big wins. They went and knocked off the Patriots, who no one thought that would happen. They went and knocked off the Packers, going into Miami and getting a win on the road when the Dolphins were tied for first place. And you go, okay, now they come home. Now they're going to get you know, on a little bit of a roll here. And Thanksgiving Day was kind of the last straw for me and others in terms of the season because you know the Bears were in first place, yet it was another winnable game. It was Matthew Stafford having the football in a 16-16 tie in the fourth quarter, and he throws a pick six. And that kind of it. It encapsulates everything that's gone wrong with this season. And now sitting at four and seven, you know, and this Rams juggernaut coming into town and the Lions very banged up. Um, I, you know, I, I don't see any way that the Lions can hang with, with what Sean McVay's team is, uh, is bringing to the table this Sunday. Yeah, and we're excited to get uh, Keith to lead back. And I, it's, it's a perfect matchup for kind of your first game back. I, you know, I listened to your podcast the other day and you mentioned the struggles you're having at wide receiver. You know, you traded Tate. Uh, Marvin Jones is is out for the season and it was funny because I was running down the list yesterday of, of wide receivers and I was like I don't even know these guys and then I heard your podcast and you're like whoever that guy is and I'm like all right I'm not the <laughs> only one and uh, you know and then you look across and and uh, Ebron is tearing it up it's I mean God would you have loved to have him at this point right now I mean I don't know if he would be uh, the same production and you talked about that offensive struggle and um, you know, Matthew Stafford. And my question really to you at this point in Matthew Stafford's career, and I'd hate to do this to him, but he kind of has, he kind of has a record of Jeff Fisher. Um, you know, I mean, that's, that's the where he's going. He's like the quarterback Jeff Fisher right now. He's below 500 as far as career winning percentage. If you look around the quarterbacks that have the same amount of starts or even a little bit more or a little bit less, he has by far the lowest winning percentage out of all them. And it's tough to point it at one guy on the offense, uh, but when it's not getting done year in and year out, is it time to move on for Matt Stafford? That's, that's a, a great point. And, I, you know, Matt Stafford has received a ton of comparisons to a lot of different people. The people that are on Stafford's side have compared him to 
to other great quarterbacks and everything else. And I don't think he's great. I always, I, I, I've said he's pretty good. Uh, he was very good. I thought, thought coming into this season after last year, where he was a top ten guy in in passer rating. But man, comparing him to Jeff Fisher, who was, <laughs> you know, Jeff Fisher had some, like you said, had some success, whether it was with the Titans uh, or even with the Rams. Um, it's a crazy comparison. No, as far bear as Stafford goes, uh, this year is really, it's really been disappointing. He's had some really, really poor games. Opening night, Monday night football, the Jets come in and he's outplayed by Sam Darnold in his first game. The pick six this past Sunday. Uh, and I also think, too, he doesn't get up on that podium each week and, and, and say anything of substance. You know, right. Baker Mayfield got up, Baker Mayfield got up there the other day and said, look, I'm going to stick up for my guys. Our old coach, Hugh Jackson's trying to butter me up. Screw him. You know, and it's like, man, that's leadership. That's toughness. And I know, look, Baker Mayfield's played like eight games. And Matthew Savage's played like 800. But that type of fire is riling up the fan base three hours away from here in Cleveland. Whereas here, it's like, oh, another Stafford hemming and hawing, umming and eyeing through a press conference. Right. When's Stafford going to stand up and say, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm freaking sick and tired of losing for 10 years. He doesn't do it. So I think that this is the first time in a while that the fan base here is, I'm not saying they've turned on him, but let's say this Sunday he throws a couple of picks or or the offense starts to stall. Those boo birds are going to be out very, very early. And, and you know, and a guy like Aaron Donald, who, who should be a Detroit Lion, the Lions passed him up. Say <laughs> Garrick Ebron, I, I, I got to feel like Donald, got to be licking his chops going into a game like this weekend how, how incredible is it to watch him down after down out in la yeah i mean first of all i love these crossovers because anyone that drafted before us in that draft has said that exact same thing he should be on our team we passed on him uh and you know i just like you mentioned i don't think he forgot that at all uh you know he was very high on himself and and still is obviously he held out for the money because he knew he, he knows what he is worth uh, but, man, it is incredible watching this guy. You kind of almost – you just get used to two sacks, three sacks, a couple strip fumbles, you know, tossing a 400-pound guy across the line, taking on triple teams. It's it's weird to kind of look at it, and when he gets a one-on-one matchup, you, you know, you look across and go, what are they – someone someone messed up there because, uh, you know, it takes a lot of people to stop him. And, you know, Sue's been, Sue's been okay this year, uh, I think, in part of – you know, Rams Nation out here, I think everyone's expected more from him as far as being kind of that Robin to, you know, Batman. And it hasn't been so much so. Obviously, we're still getting to the quarterback and causing pressures. And he's doing some work in the run run defense. But, uh, you know, we're expecting him to kind of have this, you know, turn this last uh, quarter of the NFL and have a big time, you know, game, season, playoff, something to kind of really go along because Aaron Donald has been so much fun to watch. And, and real quickly on – you know, when you mentioned Matt Stafford coming up to the podium and um in and on and not really giving anything. Uh, one thing Jared Goff did in his, his after his rookie year, uh, he came to the podium. He only started seven games that year, and he said, believe me, I will be back. Our team will be better than this. We are better than this. Your, L.A. deserves better. And he kind of gave this, like, mission statement for moving forward, and it went so far in – Rams Nation and people out here believing in him and going, all right, he does have that fire. He does get pissed off when he loses, and he's going to let us know that things are going to change, and he's going to do everything in his power to do it. So that does go a long way. And obviously he was able to come back and get Sean McVay and you know get some offensive line help and some wide receivers. But um, it's funny that you mentioned that because it goes a long way in the fan base. And when you start to see lack of fire and, like you said, throw a couple interceptions, 
uh, this week against the defense who had, you know, coming off of bye but gave up 50-something points even though it was to Patrick Mahomes. There's an opportunity to, to move the football. And if you don't, uh, you know, they, they deserve to come out and, and show their displeasure. That's the voice of Bear Motter, Locked on Rams. Matt Derry with you, Locked on Lions, Locked on Crossover for a Wednesday. All right, Rams Nation, before we get to the next segment, I am super stoked about this next partner that we have for the podcast. I talked to you. I've teased it a little bit. I've told you that we're going to have a live watch party, but this is what's going down. If you're looking for a pre- or post-game spot, the place to go is Tom Urban's. It's a jump shot from the Staples Center and a swing pass from the Coliseum. Monday through Friday, anything that pours is half off. Plus, from 10 p.m. to close, Sunday through Thursday, you can get the same deal. It's their late-night happy hour. It's like a reverse of happy hour. You get it late at night. Tom's Urban has a huge local beer selection and a revamped menu from everything from traditional honey barbecue wings to the adventurous duck wings, and they are delicious. Whatever your palate, Tom's has you covered. Tom's Urban is the best spot pre and post for any event downtown LA Live. Make sure to ask for Harrison and have him tell you about the Upor floor and to explore the 50 taps and the second floor of self-service pint possibilities. That's right, self-service pints. You get to pour your own beer. Did I hear 50 taps and self-service? Hello. Yeah, yeah, it's dope. Go to tomsurban.com backslash locked on for the special offer exclusive to locked on network and don't forget we're having our watch party this sunday rams versus the lions we're going to be hosting a live podcast down there i've got tons of prizes to give away come down we've got a special offer 15 dollars for a beer and wings it's gonna be awesome come join us watch the game we're gonna do a podcast get your questions in i've got tons of prizes to give away you better be there i'm gonna be talking about it all week tom's urban downtown la go to tomsurban.com backslash locked on for more information Welcome back. Here we are with uh, Lockdown Lions, Lockdown Rams, Crossover. Bear, tell me this. Uh, how could it be this coming Sunday? How could the Rams lose this football game? What would have to go wrong? Where are some of the the negatives? I don't see many. Maybe the secondary because they got, like you said the, uh, before the break there, lit up by Mahomes and the Chiefs. But uh, how do the Rams somehow stub their toe on the road? What would have to go on? Uh, from the L.A. side this Sunday. Yeah, they're going to have to stub their toe about three times to lose this game, you know, to be honest. And and if they do, it's going to happen through turnovers. Jared Goff has been really great with the ball. I think he only has about five interceptions on the season or, or something close to that. And uh, our defense, you know, you talked about it, that secondary. We're getting to lead back, so we're getting stronger. You would hope that, you know, we would see some improvement. But the guy hasn't played in, in eight weeks. He's He's been telling us that he's been healthy for – you know, about two to three weeks, and he's ready to go. It's just kind of that IR designation. You know, you got to wait eight weeks. So, um, you know, we expect him to come in and ready to play. But I think it's going to be turnovers and uh, not converting touchdowns. It was something that happened to us earlier in the year that we kind of started to settle for field goals. I mean, we've got Greg Zerline. He's one of the best in the game. Uh, he did miss an extra point last week, which shocked us all. But other than that, he, he's you know his his you know kicking record is pretty pretty good. So. Uh, but I think if we can't convert touchdowns on a, on a defense, uh, you know, that has seen some struggle. Obviously, you guys played a backup quarterback last week, and 
you know, made him look all right, you know, compared to uh, what we expected going into that game. And I thought the defense would play a little bit better. But uh, defense is going to help win that game for you, creating turnovers and time of possession. You got to get the ball out of our hands. Uh, we are undefeated in the Sean McVay era when we win the time of possession battle. So if you can work that ground game, obviously me and you only know about one or two receivers on your team. So uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure working the ground game, even though you got some injuries there, is going to be really important for you guys to try to work the clock and keep the ball out of Jared Goff's hands. Because if not, you're going to have to score 30, 35 points to beat us. It's crazy. And, uh, you know, the thing with Stafford, and you talk about the secondary a little bit, getting lit up by the Chiefs, and, and it's happened a couple of games this year that I've watched the Rams, but, you know, with, with Stafford, there was always that hope that, you know, and Jim Bob Cooter's been the offensive coordinator for a while now, and I think this will be it for him this year, but there was always that hope that when you get into a, a gunslinging type game that Stafford could find a way, especially at home and winning it, but, you know, Marvin Jones out for the year now with an E, Golden Tate traded to Philly, Matt Patricia saying uh, yesterday that it sounds like on Johnson won't play. He's been the one guy bear that, that in Detroit fans are very, very excited about. And it's on Johnson, uh, the first true running back, the first true one out of the backfield they probably had here since Barry Sanders. And they've tried everything. Reggie Bush, Kevin Smith, Kevin Jones. Uh, they did sign LeGarrette Blunt, drafted Amir Abdullah very high a few years ago. on Johnson's really good. And, you know, him getting hurt a couple of weeks ago uh, in the Minnesota game uh, really stunted their growth offensively. Teams only scored over 20 in two of their last five games. That was 22 in Chicago and 20 against uh, Carolina. The offense just isn't clicking, and it doesn't help when those guys are hurt. It doesn't help that they really don't have a tight end on this team that they're relying on. And the O-line's been, you know, okay. I think you look at it on paper and say it's improved, and it's a group that, that should do all right, even with T.J. Lang done for the year at right guard. But um, it just – Nothing's been, nothing's worked, and that's that's what I think is, is most disappointing here is that this team's lost seven of its first 11. The NFC North, while the Bears showed on Thanksgiving Day that they could flex their muscle and beat anybody, um, but still, the Lions are right there. Same thing goes with the Minnesota game a couple of weekends ago. Yes, the Vikings had 10 sacks and everything else, but it's not like they ran away from the Lions, and Green Bay's had its struggles, and the Lions have already beaten the Packers. So that, that to me, has been the biggest disappointment is, Outside of the Rams and Saints and the NFC, you know, you look at Dallas as a division leader. The Lions nearly beat them. Them. Uh, Chicago is a division leader. Yes, they swept the Lions, but Detroit was in both games, and that's what I think is the most disappointing when you talk about this team. I will say this: there's two guys on defense for Detroit that should work, that should concern you. Uh, Snacks Harrison's been fantastic at defensive tackle to pick up from the Giants, and Darius Slay kind of shuts down one side of the field. I'm not sure who Slay will be matched up against, but that, that's one guy from the Rams you stay away from and, and, and you pick at the other cornerbacks on the other side. Yeah, Slay had a big game on Thanksgiving and watching that those line, and they talked about it on the broadcast. They said when these guys are healthy and in together, it's a different Lions defense. And you saw it putting pressure on the Bears and keeping them in that game because it wasn't Matt Stafford keeping them in that game. It was their defense and uh, obviously the big turnover. And I was shocked. Uh, I think there was a fourth and one play, and you guys went to a pl- uh, like a play action, and, and LeGarrette Blunt had just been running over everybody. And it was just kind of scratching my head. And you talked about Jim Bob Cooter probably in his last year, and it, it's plays like that that you know I would probably look to and go, man, you got a guy who hasn't been able to get tackled all game, is falling forward four yards, and on a fourth and one you throw the ball. 
Uh, and then, you know, later in the game in a tie game, you know, it was a great play by the Bears. And I got to thank him because they're on my fantasy team that helped me win that week. Uh, I was cheering big time. I was like, I need, I need some points here. And uh, they didn't disappoint. But, uh, yeah, you talked about that defense. There, there are some building blocks, and it's got to be frustrating. You look at the Packers, and for the first time in a long time, the Packers are right near the bottom, and it just so happens to be that you're right underneath them. And, you know, it's a year that you can take advantage of them being down. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers was a little banged up last year, and they weren't as good that year as well. But uh, that division was very much winnable, and that's kind of where you're at right now is you're at this point where you can make this crazy push to the end and maybe find a way to sneak in because you, you talked about the playoff picture. It's pretty pretty ugly, and uh, there's opportunity there. But then you look at the way the Lions have been playing and the inconsistency of going and getting some big wins and then losing the teams they shouldn't and losing close games. And so I can understand how – you know, a 10-1 and Rams team coming into town after all of that is, can be pretty deflating. Uh, when you look at, you know, Jared Goff, and you talked about a couple of the guys uh, on defense that are going to help, but how do, you, how do you stop Jared Goff from, you know, putting up 35 points? Like, what's the game plan there? Well, you know, here's the thing. When Matt Patricia got the job, uh, I think Lions fans said, okay, a defensive-minded coach. Obviously, he's got Patriots ties with Bob Quinn. And what will be the scheme? What will the Lions look like defensively? Will they occasionally go two down linemen and play a bunch of linebackers? Will they blitz? Uh, I haven't seen anything exotic really all year. Start of the year, they were getting some sacks and some guys were having career days. You know, Devon Kennard had a two-sack day. Eli Harold, who the Lions haven't heard from in weeks, had a two-sack day. Um, you know, Ziggy Ansah has, has, has not been healthy. He's played the best he's played all year, but, you know, we're into week 11 and 12, and, and the season's basically done, and, and he'll be out of here after this year. And, wouldn't surprise me if he headed west. I'm not sure the Rams have room for him, but uh, you know, I'm hearing that that L.A. could be a destination for him. Maybe the Chargers. Who knows? Maybe the Raiders. Uh, you know, with, with Vegas next door. But you know, to sit here and say, "Oh, I think Patricia's going to throw some blitz package together," that's really not been his mo right. at all. And uh, you know, Trubisky two uh, two three weeks ago had all day to throw. Cousins had all day to throw. Uh, Chase Daniel had had pretty good time. I know the Lions had four sacks the other day, but you know, the, the opposing quarterbacks have had way too much time, and that's that's one thing that the Lions are going to have to address this offseason is they're going to need to get a couple of pass rushers in here, whether it's a it's an outside linebacker in a 3-4 or whether it's a foot, hand-in-the-dirt defensive end. Uh, the pressure just has not been there. And the other thing I'd be concerned about if I'm the Lions is Todd Gurley out of the backfield, your tight ends. Uh, Lions have not done a good job this year with linebackers in, in space covering uh, you know, out of the backfield. You know, Gurley should have a field day if he gets to the second level because the Lions linebackers aren't really all that good. So, like I said, Slay's very good. I think Quandre Diggs is a pretty good uh, safety. Glover Quinn, I think these are his, la his last year here. Um, but there's going to be some changes made to that defense for sure. But to sit here and say, oh, how are the Lions going to stop Goff? Uh, maybe say a couple extra prayers before they walk out of that tunnel. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people have that same uh, mentality coming up and uh, you know, it's it's about time, and not to not to dog you guys here, but it's about time that we got a game that we can go into feeling pretty confident. Our last three games have been kind of um, heart pounding division rivals. You know, we had the Seahawks, we had New Orleans, we had the Chiefs. So uh, we got through really, you know, that that gauntlet of our schedule. We got you guys this week, and then obviously uh, go back to Chicago. Uh, for a crazy Sunday night matchup, which is going to be fun to watch. But what we're going to do right now is we're going to step aside really quick, get a couple of words from some sponsors. We'll be right back. Wednesday edition, Matt and Bear crossing it over. We'll be right back after this. Can't shut my mouth till the smoke clears out. 
All right, Matt, we are back. Third and final segment, Locked On Rams crossover. Guys, go give us both a follow. You can find me at LA underscore Rambling Bear, at Locked On Rams. Matt, where can everyone find you at? On Twitter, at Locked On Lions, and at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks Bear. And, uh, man, oh, man, uh, you know, I just, this, this one, this one this <laughs> Sunday I, you know, I think everybody here feels like the Rams are going to come in and just blow the doors off the Lions. And uh, we talked about the injuries before, how shorthanded this Lions team is going to be. And, uh, you know, w- will the Lions lay down in this game? They've had a couple of games this year, Barry, including opening night against the Jets, uh, where they've gotten blown out. Seattle right. game two. Not, there, wasn't, there wasn't the fight that I think fans thought they would see. Um, you know, and, and Rams are off a bye, correct? I mean, you guys – yeah. You guys should be rested and ready to go for this one, huh? Yeah, and that's the crazy thing. Obviously, Sean McVay, really early in his career, he's 1-0 off the bye, but he just seems like one of those coaches, right, that just like the Andy Reeds, the Bill Belichick, like he kind of has that, like, don't give me an extra week to prepare for the Lions. Like, it's going to be trouble. And I think you talked about it. Everyone out there has a feeling this thing could get ugly quick, and we're kind of hoping for that. I just mentioned on the other side that we've we've had a bunch of tough games, a bunch of close ones. Uh, I believe six out of the last seven games we were trailing at one point in the second half to come back and win uh, six out of those seven. So, um, you know, it, it's uh, going to be a good one for us. I actually talked to my co-host the other day, James Kroger, and he's predicting that we're up about 17 to 20 at halftime. I don't know about all that if we're going to come out the gates that hot. Uh, we're typically a second-half team. You see us outscore a lot of people in the third and fourth quarter. Uh, we are really good at adjustments. Uh, Wade sometimes will, you know, give up a lot of points on that defensive side of the ball and then go in and, and fix things, and then we, you know, come out firing, and, and that's where we really make separation. So I don't know about that, but I do expect uh, it's a 10-point spread. Uh, you know, I, I would put down money to cover that. I mean, what are your thoughts on the spread? Um, I, I think that, yeah, you know, a 10-point road favorite is a lot of points in the NFL, and you know, the Lions are one of these teams where when you think they're going to get blown out, they, they somehow win or keep it close. And when you, you think that they're going to win, and oh, there's no way the Lions are going to lose on the oh, on opening night to the Jets, please. Right. And then they that one. Or, hey, the Lions look really good against Miami. They're going to come home and, and handle Seattle, and then they get their, their doors blown off of them. So, uh, yeah, I just I just think L.A.'s got too much. Uh, I look at the Rams and Saints as really the class of the NFC and the, the, the just the talent. That is on LA. There were guys I was watching in that Rams Chiefs game, uh, number eighty-one offensively. Well, who's this, who's this kid? Uh, eighty-one. Everett. Uh, the, I believe you're talking about uh, Gerald Everett. Yeah, Gerald Everett making plays. The kid that had a, a couple of strip sacks and a couple of fumble recoveries on the defensive end. There, like I said, I've watched the Rams and those guys. I haven't heard of making monster plays. Yeah. Um, on the defense side, you're talking about Samson Ibukum. Uh, he actually yeah. was kind of a combo draft pick with Cooper Cup. They're both out of Eastern Washington. Uh, they went up to Eastern Washington to check out Cup. They both were at the Senior Bowl, so they got to see him again. And he kind of has this little little mini Aaron Donald that is starting to show a little bit. You watch him, even on plays that he didn't get there, he forced Mahomes out of the pocket. He's doing a lot of the similar, like, jumping and swatting at the ball, you know, those those things. And that's what's great about our young defense Right now, we've got a lot of staples in it, but we have a lot of young players. And but they're getting to hang out with Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers and Domigan Sue and really pick the brain of these veterans, these guys that have amazing work ethics and that 
you know, know how to, you know, technique to get through and everything like that. So we're seeing some big time stuff. And then, as you mentioned, Gerald Everett, he was Sean McVay's first draft pick here in the organization. He didn't really pan out last year. We didn't use him a, a bunch. Uh, and then this year, uh, at the beginning of the year, he was nowhere to be found. The last three games, I think it is that the tight ends have really turned it up. Obviously, the injury of Cooper Cup has kind of opened up the playbook for McVay. But yeah, we've got some young guys that can make plays. And like you said, you're expecting to see, you know, maybe. Uh, Brandon Cooks and Todd Gurley and Aaron Donald, and then all of a sudden you got all these guys that you got to start Googling. Who are these guys? If you're not a Rams Nation fan, then you know, you're trying to figure out how the heck is this guy beating us? But uh, they've done a great job throughout the draft, and I think uh, Les Snead's been very aggressive with trading draft picks for players and, and really stacking this lineup. You hear a lot in L.A. saying, oh, they're going all in, going all in. And, and it's funny because I don't know one team in the NFL that – you know, at the beginning of the season, it doesn't feel like they're going all in to go somewhere. I mean, I, I know there's a point where they kind of turn it off and, you know, you trade Golden Tate and you start to make some moves that are questionable and you're like, all right, maybe they're kind of turning this off looking forward to next year. But at the beginning of the season, I think we're all going all in to try to chase the championship. But uh, these young guys have really impressed and, you know, uh, hopefully they'll have some back-to-back -back big games. It's another road game. You talked about 10 points on the road is a lot. Uh, but that's, I think it's our third or fourth time we've had that spread on the road uh, Vegas seems to really love the Rams, and uh, we can both understand why. But uh, hopefully this thing is, you know, turns out for you guys to be a good game. And uh, you talked about you guys playing up. Just looking at your schedule, I mean, you kind of talked about a couple of the big wins. But you beat the Panthers before they kind of had the wheels completely fall off. And uh, the Dolphins when they're in first place. The Packers, which always is a big game for that division. And, and the Patriots. So it'll be interesting to see how you guys really attack this game plan with, you know, maybe having that nothing-to-lose feeling everyone's against us, all our guys are injured, come out, play for coach, that type of rah-rah uh, stuff. We'll see, right? Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I'm hopeful the Lions show. I think Stafford, of a very poor performance, especially that pick six the other day, uh, I'm not saying he has to win over anybody. He's not going anywhere. His, his cap number is too big for them to trade. I know Peter King has brought that up this week. Maybe the Lions trade him to Jacksonville. Well, you'll have a $10 million cap hit for like the next four years, so $40 million, uh, I don't see it. I just think the Rams are a much better team, and Lions have had issues stopping the run. They've been better lately with snacks there, but uh, you know I'm going to take the Rams to win big here. Uh, Bear, I think you'll agree. Yeah, I think I, I think I have to. I think this is one of these games that we've been licking our chops for, and uh, if you want to be a deep threat in the playoffs, we said this early in the season. We're still trying to figure out who the Rams are. You got to beat teams you're supposed to beat, and I'm not talking about last second field goal talking step on their throat in the second quarter put it away and make the away team boo their or make the home team boo their team right we want it we want that type of edge that chip on the shoulder and that's one of the fun things watching this team is for being 10 and 1 they definitely have a chip on their shoulder and, and I, I love that the coaching staff's able to kind of instill that in them they kept talking about the bears this week they're all the reporters are trying to ask McVay about the bears and you say hey listen our team didn't get to this point by thinking ahead we are trying to go 1-0 this week in Detroit, and I just love that. I know it's such a cliche answer, uh, but they've really supported it with their play on the field. So I expect a big win as well. I'm thinking – I definitely think they cover the spread. I'm looking at more of like a 14, 15-point you know, win, and, and that probably is due to Matt Stafford trying to make a play at the end of the game and maybe having another one go the other way or setting us up in, in good field position. All right, Barrow. It was a lot of fun, my brother. Uh, appreciate the crossover here on this Wednesday, and uh, all the best the rest of the way, man. Yes, sir. I look forward to it. Maybe we'll uh, throw down a podcast uh, in the offseason. We'll talk some you know, upcoming matchups and all that good stuff. Best of luck. Always appreciate it. 
And uh, yeah, well, good luck. On, good luck on Sunday. Till the lights go out, till my legs give out, can't shut my mouth, till the smoke.